You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Want a shot at the quarterback? You better not miss. Pain heals. Chicks digs cars. Glory. Last forever. Follow at Donnelly Sports on Twitter. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. If you missed our big announcement earlier today, well, I just I just referenced it. We are no longer ESPN Radio 94.1. We have renamed the station Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's what we have. That's what we are. That's how we will now be addressing ourselves. Okay? Also, if you missed it earlier today, uh, it appears as if Sean Payton is going to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. And they had... <laughs> and they had... <laughs> Travis Kelsey likes it. Uh, and they had to trade quite a bit for him. Denver's 2023 first which they got in a trade from uh, Miami, which they got in a trade from someone else, which they got in a trade from someone else. Uh, but it's the Niners' original pick for this year. Um, and as well as next year's second-round pick. So I did some math during that. I did some some combining during that break. Here's what the Broncos have done. The Broncos traded, in total, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a fifth-round pick in exchange for Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, a third and a fourth. That's what they're banking their entire franchise on. All of it. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, a defensive lineman named Shelby Harris, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a fifth-rounder, all in exchange for Wilson, Payton, and a couple of mid-round picks. That's okay. Ah, well, you better hope it's okay, Sean. You better hope it's okay. Meanwhile, look around the division, right? Like, the Chiefs have a young roster. They're in the Super Bowl. They have all their picks, and they have Patrick Mahomes locked up for 10 years. Good luck to the Denver Broncos. Call and text lines open 757-687-9494. Looking elsewhere in that same division, the Chargers are looking to get over the hump and join the contenders, right? They're looking to go chase down the Chiefs. Herbert is looking to go chase down the quarterbacks in his draft class. Joe Burrow has already played in a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts already played in a Super Bowl or is about to play in a Super Bowl. Tua, yeah, right? We'll see. Mac Jones already played in a Pro Bowl. As did. As Scored does, a touchdown in a Pro Bowl. As has everybody. Grittied in the Pro Bowl. Who hasn't played at a Pro Bowl? Justin Herbert has to catch up to Burrow and Hurts when it comes to team success. And Kellen Moore is coming to help. 
offensive mind, offensive coordinator, worked with uh, Dak Prescott down in Dallas. Now he's going to sunny L.A. to work with Justin Herbert. Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, our morning show, talks about why the Chargers hired Kellen Moore. When coaches start firing coordinators and making changes on the staff, that smells to me like, uh uh-oh, somebody's in trouble. So I think Staley's in trouble, and he's trying to, you know, save face, save his job. So now he's mixing things up as much as he can to try to get over the so-called hump. Staley? Well, if he's feeling heat, I'll tell you why he's feeling heat. He's feeling heat because he's a defensive coach and he has a great quarterback. Since Moore became the ready, here's actually why I like to hire. Okay. Uh, the defensive coach has to hire a coordinator that's going to unlock his quarterback enough to go win big and lofty goals. That's the heat he's feeling. And he's putting his eggs in the Kellen Moore basket. Here's why I think it's okay. Herbert is too good to be Charlie Checkdown. He is too good to have the games where he completes 32 passes for 260 yards. He's too good. Since Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator of the Cowboys, they've had the seventh highest in a very specific category, very specific stat. Average yards of depth of target. So where is the guy who you're throwing the ball to? They're the seventh furthest downfield when Kellen Moore is the the play caller, which is ironically what some people didn't like about Dak, right? He was always taking chances, always throwing it deep, wasn't doing the safe thing, wasn't letting the running game and just being, being, being bland. But I look at, at the Chargers and say, if Justin Herbert is being bland, you're wasting Justin Herbert. His arm talent is too special to not push it downfield. And on top of that, you have receivers that can go get it. Mike Williams has the second most uh, contested catches of the last, I think it was three years. T. Higgins is the only one with more, and he has one more. Jay Williams, who we had on the show yesterday, uh, was on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, his his, uh, morning show again, talking about Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore has been given a gift to get out of the way of Jerry Jones, to get out of the way of... Dan Quinn, what the defense is supposed to be. And also, frankly, he is getting an upgrade at the quarterback position. For Kellen Moore right now, you've been relieved of responsibility and all the weight that comes along with Dallas, getting Dallas over the hump. Now you're out there in L.A. with the Chargers, with the team that is waiting to go next level with their quarterback. It's the gift of the lifetime for Kellen Moore. I'll put it this way. It's a gift and a curse. And it's not just for for Herbert. It's not just for Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, and Kellen Moore were all given a gift that is also a curse, right? They have everything they need to be successful. That's a gift, right? You're a coach, you're a coordinator, you're a quarterback, and there's nothing to want for. You are wantless. Everything you want, you have. What do you get for the the quarterback that has everything? What do you get for the coordinator that has everything, right? Anything they need, they've got. Well, that's, that's a gift right there. It's also a curse. No excuses. The roster, good. Eckler, good. Receivers, good. Tight ends, good. O-line, pretty darn good. And Rashawn Slater's coming back. Right? All, all the, the, the injuries they've dealt with. They had some injuries up front. Coming back. Defense, good. You have a Bosa. 
Now you have the coordinator and the quarterback that should unlock everything. And if you're the head coach, you have the opportunity to say, see, I could have done it all along. I just needed the right offensive mind. There are no excuses in L.A. And matter of fact, that's a theme, right? Because now Denver, Russell, no excuses. All the scapegoats have been replaced. You blamed Hackett in Denver, you get Sean Payton, right? With the Chargers, you're blaming Lombardi, your your play calling. Well, guess what? Kellen Moore is stepping in. Kellen Moore, you blaming Jerry, you blaming McCarthy, you blaming Dak. Guess what? You have new everything. Owners, GMs, head coach, quarterback, everything. The roster is good, and now all of those three, the little three most important people on the staff, the, the offensive play caller, the head coach, and the quarterback, you better perform. And that's not easy. You're in a tough division. You're in the AFC. Expectations are high. Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Austin Eckler's not getting any younger. Mike Williams isn't getting any. There's some some age in that that position group, but there or that uh, skill position. But they are also very good. I'm expecting gigantic things from Justin Herbert. What you will not hear from me because there was a bit of the, the, this this year. Unless they suffered the same kind of injury bug that they suffered early in the year this year, I'm not going to be making excuses for Justin Herbert. There's a lot of like Herbert backlash this year where people started saying, oh, is he actually that good? Oh, is he just a, a garbage time stats guy? Is he, is he actually? And I was going, he's good. I've seen it with my own eyes. He's good. If he doesn't put together a big season this upcoming year, I'll let you say whatever you want. I won't step in to defend him. Now, I'm not, I might not be, you know, grabbing a pitchfork and joining the, the groupthink riot, but I, 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 will, I will take a step back because he has a coordinator that I think suits him. He has skill positions around him that matter. The injuries, hopefully, will be likely dealt with, and the head coach can run a defense that should allow them to not have to score 45 points a game. If all that happens, there's no excuse. None at all. Again, if you're just tuning in, the big announcement of the day, we are no longer ESPN Radio 94.1. Now, we still have ESPN programming during the day, so you'll still hear Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Greeny. You'll still hear Fitz and Harry. You'll still have the play-by-play options that we are we are used to having, but you'll be hearing them on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's our new name, which means, you know, the little dashboard going to say that our social medias are going to say that everything's going to be changed up uh new logo new name priority auto sports radio 94.1 that gives us a uh a, a nice little partnership with priority auto as well and we're looking forward to to that moving into the future they're big uh proponents and big uh uh supporters of sports in hampton roads and of our station quite frankly they're now our partner so priority auto sports radio 94.1 is our new name Call and text lines remain the same, and they are open, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Packers prefer, according to Adam Schefter, prefer to trade Aaron Rodgers. Why is that word prefer being used? Just do it if you want to do it. Stick around. On the field, offense wins games and defense wins championships. On the Tim Donnelly Show, we break down both sides of the action. Touchdown! The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 
Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. I can't get over how much the Broncos have given away. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Donnelly Sports. D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. Social media brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. I just tweeted it out. In total, and I, I know I said this last segment, but I need to say it again to believe it. In total, the Broncos have traded away three firsts, meaning three first-round picks, three second-round picks, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, who was a first-round pick at tight end, D-lineman Shelby Harris, a 2022 fifth-round selection, in exchange for Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, a third and a fourth. That's okay. Seems like they overpaid to me. That is a ton for a quarterback that underperformed and a coach who basically, if he does everything right, will get the quarterback to perform like you hopefully traded everything to get last time. You got to believe that it's Super Bowl or bust, right? I mean, we we see this. I, I don't even know. I think it's hopefully make Russell Wilson look like not such a bad trade or bust. Like, if they make the playoffs next year, I think they're going to consider this trade a win. Granted, they still won't have their first-round pick next year, but uh, or their second-round pick. They will have their first-round pick. They won't have their second-round pick next year. But but goodness gracious, that is a ton. And it, it gets worse when you look at this. Uh, via uh, Rappaport, right? The Rappaport NFL Network. The Broncos' choices for head coach went in this order. D'Amico Ryans, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton. So they couldn't couldn't get Jim Harbaugh to leave Michigan. They couldn't, couldn't out, I guess, recruit the Houston Texans for D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans got a, a better offer or liked the Houston Texans more than Denver. So because they struck out on their first two, they turned around and had to give two high picks for Sean Payton. And we don't even know how much money he's going to make. They struck out twice and then decided to give a whole bunch of of picks and and money to their third option. Horrendous. Horrendous. You know what they should do? They should trade more first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Just go all in. Just say we're going to have a two-quarterback system. One side of the offense, let's ride. The other side of the offense, whatever Aaron Rodgers has going on. Bring, relax. Bring them both in. There we go. One, let's ride. One, let's relax. Mix them. Broncos country, let's relax. That might be on the table. What if you traded Russell for Aaron straight up? Now we're getting crazy. Adam Schefter is reporting that the Packers, that you could do that in the NFL. Actually, that's like key of NBA. You can just name any two players and go straight up. Who says no? Joe Burrow for Justin Herbert. Straight up. Who says no? Both sides. Adam Schefter is reporting that the Packers prefer. And, and on his ESPN.com article, he used the word prefer. The, the team prefers to trade Aaron Rodgers. That word right there, prefer, fascinating to me. But for more background, here's Schefter himself on SportsCenter. I think there are people around the league who believe, ultimately, that Green Bay is going to trade Aaron Rodgers. He certainly sounds like a quarterback who is prepared for that possibility. But at some point here, in the coming days, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to have to sit down and have an open, frank 
discussion about what each side wants to do moving forward. And there are people who believe the Packers are open to trading him, and there are people who believe that Aaron Rodgers would like to finish his career somewhere else. Again, the ESPN.com article that he wrote uses the word prefer. I'm going to focus on that because it's frustrating to me when somebody says like they hope to do something that they have control over. Right? You say, hey, I'm throwing a giant party this summer. Right? It's January 31st. I'm throwing a giant party this summer. It's going to be a blast. Uh, It's going to be a week after the 4th of July. Oh, I really hope to make it. It's like, oh, do you have something scheduled? Do you have to move it? No. What do you mean hope then? Make it happen. You're the only one that can do this. I prefer to trade Aaron Rodgers. You have the ability to do that. You know that, right? Rodgers does not have a no trade clause. His only leverage is to threaten retirement. Here's Peter King on Dan Patrick talking about Rodgers' leverage. That does, does Rodgers have the leverage here? And if you're Green Bay... You sort of have to acquiesce to whatever his... Listen, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to go, he can either say one of two things. I'm not going to report to Team X, so you can either pay me all this guaranteed money or let me continue playing quarterback for the Packers or let me pick the team that I want to go to. The leverage is the retirement thing, I guess. But if the Packers want to trade Aaron Rodgers, trade Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show today saying, I wasn't even a part of these conversations. Go trade. Could it be messy? I'm not saying it won't be messy. It'll be messy. But you deal with messy to do what is best for your franchise. There is a market for him. Matter of fact, there's probably a robust market for him. It's, it's yeah, well, again, we'll go back to Peter King, Dan Patrick show on Rodgers market. My guess is that they'd probably want two ones. Would they get it? I don't know. Would there be a team out there as desperate as, say, the Jets might be after listening to Woody Johnson after the season? I don't know. We'll see. I do think the Jets make sense from the standpoint we have not had a franchise quarterback, seriously, in the last half century. We haven't had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. And I don't care what it costs. And Dan, the best thing about getting Aaron Rodgers is that whatever team he has, Aaron Rodgers is going to cost $48.5 million on the cap combined over the next two years. So, you know, it's not going to cripple your team. Dak Prescott's cap number next year is higher than Aaron Rodgers' cap number for the next two years combined. There is a market for Rodgers. I 100% guarantee that there is a team out there that wants him, and it's a team he wants to go play for or will be willing to go play for. If you want to trade him, make it happen. Don't sit there saying, I want it to happen. Go do it. I really hope tonight I can have a cheese sandwich. It's like, go grocery store. Go buy. Like, there's nothing stopping you. And and from the outside, from where I'm sitting and where you're sitting right now, I just want to be done with it. I, oh, the, the, I want to trade him. He wants to be traded. He doesn't want to be traded. We don't want to trade him. He wants to be traded. Do it. Make up your darn mind. Both of you. You've been waiting long enough. You've been doing this will-they-won't-they they dance. Just don't or do either one, but just don't do the, the the dancing back and forth. The leaks. Gosh, I hate leaks. 
My, my, do you know what's the most frustrating part about the leaks? And this isn't disrespectful to Schefter or, or Woj on the NBA side or, or Rapport, whatever, Pelissero. It's that every one of these, these individuals could have a microphone in front of their face in two seconds. If you got something to say, say it. Right? If Gutekunst, if LaFleur has something to say, say it. Rogers, if you got something to say, don't go like, oh, I find it funny that. Just step out and say, here are the teams I'll go to. If they can make it happen, make it happen. And if they want to pitch me on another team, I'm all ears. By the way, that I, I that is in life probably the most frustrating thing, that people don't just say what they mean. There's a joke about like the the radio sports media business that you know we're in the communications business but we're not good at communicating and it's been a joke everywhere I've been like it, it just I don't know it just happens uh, but it's everywhere it's every industry How often like and, and pe- I hate people that say Rogers kind of this way I'm a straight shooter I say what I feel those people never never straight sh- shoot Just if you want to be a Packer, say, I want to be a Packer. Packers, if you don't want to be a Packer, say, you don't want to be a Packer. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio. 94.1 is what we used to call the station. Now we call it, as of today, it was the big news earlier today. We've renamed our station, rebranded, as of 3 o'clock this afternoon. Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1, part of our uh, brand new partnership with Priority Automotive. So it's Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Hey, yeah. The NFL cap is through the roof. The numbers just came out. You may think it benefits a whole bunch of different groups. You may think wrong. It benefits one group. I'll tell you which group that is coming up. Captain, double check. There are three sides to every story. He chooses the one that makes him laugh. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's the Tim Donnelly Show. Call and text lines open. 757-687-9494. A lot of breaking news today. Breaking news that uh, Sean Payton, or I should say the Broncos and the Saints, have agreed on compensation for Sean Payton. They now have to negotiate with Sean Payton. uh, Get that that money right. And then uh, basically the path is cleared for Peyton to be the Broncos head coach. How do you think that works? Do you think the Saints and the Broncos kind of get together, then Sean Payton just gets a call saying, hey, we agreed to this, now, so now you, you get to, to go agree. Do, do you think Sean, D- Sean Payton has any kind of inner workings with the, the compensation? Well, I guarantee you that the Broncos didn't go discuss the compensation with the Saints unless they thought they had a good idea of what it would cost Sean Payton or what it would cost to sign Sean Payton to a contract. Uh, probably a little iron out details and stuff, but it might be if Sean Payton's demanding twenty five million a year, we're not giving you a first and a second. If we can get him for eighteen million a year, we'll give you the first and a second, right? So, I'm sure he was he was a part of it, but they they do have to go back and and iron out the details. So it's not officially official, but it does. You know, all signs are pointed towards Sean Payton being the head coach of the Denver Broncos. D'Amico Ryan's it is officially official. It's the head coach of the Houston Texans. Um, which which is fascinating because Ian Rappaport is reporting that D'Amico Ryans was the number one choice for the Broncos head coaching job. So there's a bit of a source off here 
Adam Schefter is saying it was completely coincidental that the Broncos started finalizing compensation and negotiations for Sean Payton right about the same time that it was becoming official that D'Amico Ryans was going to be the head coach of the, the Texans. But uh, Ian Rappaport is saying, no, no, no. Uh, when they struck out with Ryans, they then turned to and and made Payton a priority. All I know is this. I'm not, if I'm the Broncos, trading away a first-round pick, a second-round pick, in a deal for my third choice for a head coach. I'm probably not trading a first-round pick plus for my first pick as a head coach, but I darn sure am not going deep on my board and then spending a ton of resources and money. Now, I've talked about this a few times about this Sean Payton deal specifically, but I'll, I'll, I'll re-say it again. Um, I would give money, especially if I'm the Broncos owner, right? This isn't one of those hypotheticals where it's like, eh, sure. No, I'm saying like if I had their billions and billions and billions of Walmart money, I would overpay my head coach in cash because there's no opportunity cost there. It's not a salary cap involving coaches. There's not like a... Uh, you know, a coach's spending pool or anything. So you can pay your coaches as much as you want. So I'd, I'd do it. The thing I wouldn't do is dip into the limited resources that go on the field, right? If 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 a coach was somehow in the salary cap, I'm not taking a dollar that I could spend on a, you know, an edge rusher and giving it to a coach. And that's exactly what they did when they dipped into their draft choices, right? That draft choice sounds like it's a oh, first round pick. Right. But what it actually is, is a low cost, right? It's like a rent controlled, right? Like salary controlled edge rusher or receiver or running back, right? Think of what, what we call a luxury pick. When someone drafts a running back high, that's a luxury pick, right? Because you can find value at running back all over the place. But if you have, you know, most of the other holes on your roster filled, fill a couple in free agency, maybe use a first round pick to fill your final hole in the roster, your second round pick, sure, go nuts, get a running back. I would so much rather have a luxury pick on the field than a pick that turns into a coach. I don't like eventually, right? Once these picks are made, we're going to get to see the true value of the tr- the trade, right? It's not going to be Sean Payton for a first and a second. It's going to be Sean Payton for whatever player was drafted with that first round pick. And and I almost don't even care who the what the name is. I'd rather have the player. Last year at the end of the first round, uh, or near the end of the first round, the Patriots drafted an offensive guard, and everyone went way too early for an interior offensive lineman. I'd go... Well, was it way too early to draft a a coach at that point in time? Because that's what the Broncos are doing. And D'Amico Ryans, uh, you know, the 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 big news in Houston is D'Amico Ryans, right? He's the head coach of the Texans. And everybody's jacked up about it. J.J. Watt is tweeting out, let's go, supporting his former teammate. Right? There's, there's. Uh, a lot of movement that he's he's this community oriented. He's been on the team. He was a second round pick of the Texans years ago. Everybody's jacked up, and I'm going. You know what? That's not even. That's not the thing to be most excited about. The thing to be most excited about, or the most disproving of, is whoever he names as his offensive coordinator. 
And how will they decide, right? The front office, the ownership, D'Amico Ryans, how will they decide what to do with that number two overall pick? If they go quarterback, which they likely will, how do they decide which quarterback to go with? Do they feel like they have to trade up to number one to leapfrog somebody else? to get like What do they do and how do they develop that player? That's the most important thing in that franchise right now. Sure, their defense has problems also, and, and D'Amico Ryan should be, right? You, you hired him for this reason. Should be able to fix those problems on the defense. But what did we see in Denver this year? Defense played lights out. They lost so many games because the offense, more specifically the quarterback, didn't get it going. So if I'm the Texans, I don't necessarily want D'Amico to come in and just solve the defense. I want him to come in and solve the, the quarterback situation first, and then we can go from there, right? I want him to solve the quarterback situation priority number one, even if that just is hiring the right offensive coordinator and delegating it. You just have to hire the right one, right? I don't mind a CEO head coach. A CEO head coach hires people to work for him and then hops on his private jet to an island somewhere. That's how I described my college coach. It's kind of a CEO coach. I'm not even sure he knew like our terminology on offense. I'm I'm not 100% positive if I walked off and he said like what play was that if I told him if he knew. He just gave it to our offensive coordinator said you run the offense. I'll handle timeouts. I'll decide if we go for it on fourth down. You handle the like there's something to be said for that. But then you're very much at the whim of how good your hires are. So D'Amico Ryans, if he's going to be a defensive-minded head coach, he might be at the whim of however good his offensive coordinator is. So D'Amico Ryans might be a great unifier of of men, right? A great leader, a great motivator, a, a great defensive mind, a great former linebacker. The thing he needs to be best at? Hiring. The thing he needs to be best at? evaluating offensive coordinators that want to come work for him so he chooses the right one and then getting out of his way might be the best thing to do tim donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1 get your text in now to the text line anything you want to talk about 757-687-9494 because when we come back right here on priority auto sports radio 94.1 we're going to read your text and we're going to ask does that do anything for you stick around all day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And Tim, we were talking about Brock Purdy. What is his future in San Fran? And from the 209 this texture believes that San Francisco is going to pick up Derek Carr. San Francisco go gets goes to get Derek Carr. That's what they're saying. I find it unlikely. Like, if you're going to move on from all of your options at, at quarterback, and you have multiple, I think it's going to have to be like a whoa. And, uh, and I just don't get whoa from Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has a lot of possibilities. I think he's got a lot of options. I think he can end up in a bunch of different places that could very much benefit from from Derek Carr arriving. I don't think San Francisco is one of them. 
from Romo Tim in the 757. If I remember correctly, all their quarterbacks got hurt on sacks. So maybe the protection is the problem. Doesn't matter who you start if you can't protect them. We um we did kind of debunk this a little bit. We, we got it a few times not calling out Romo Tim. He's a, a loyal listener. Appreciate it. Uh, the, the Niners gave up the sixth fewest quarterback sacks in the in the league this year. That, I mean, it only takes one to hurt your quarterback. So, you know, it's, it might be a luck thing. It might be a durability of the quarterback's thing. It, it could be a bunch of different stuff. But their offensive line was, I would say, overall very good. I, I don't think you, you have to make any big changes there. From AJ in Virginia Beach, I think Tom Brady is going to sign with the 49ers. He needs a Super Bowl-ready team, and they're exactly that. Brady might be a big enough... I, I, I do think Kyle Shanahan has kind of been like flirting with the idea of bringing Brady in for years. Might be his great white buffalo, right? The one that got away, and, and, he, and he brings him in anyway. Um, I also, maybe Purdy as a backup to Brady makes sense. Right, you've you've seen something special, some kind of spark in Purdy. I don't think he, you know he would balk at the idea of sitting behind Brady for a year, but I don't think sitting Lance behind Brady for a year is smart because then you're three years into Lance and you have to decide whether you're picking up the fifth year option, contracts, all those sort of things start start getting thrown into the mix, and you really don't know what he is as of yet. So. Uh, if you're going with Lance, I think you have to play him. If you go with Brady, maybe Purdy behind, but I still think it's unlikely. Tim, if you if you were Brock Purdy and you had the option of sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for a year or two or Tom Brady for a year or two, which one would you pick? Playing? I have to sit behind someone? Have to. Probably Brady. Uh, I don't think either of those guys are like, take me under your wing guys. I don't think they're going to be like, well, I'm going to pass along everything I know to the young Purdy. Uh, but, but I mean, I'm as big of an Aaron Rodgers like on field fan. Some of the throws he makes make my head explode. Tom Brady's Tom Brady now, like that. He is the best quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, and and it took me longer than some to get there, but now I don't think there's anyone disagreeing with that. I would like to have Tom Brady in my locker room. We kicked off the show with the big announcement. Well, we also talked about the, you know, is the NFL rigged? Mm -hmm. And from the 757, I never thought for a moment that the NFL is rigged. However, when you're down to the top four teams in the NFL, every single yard counts. And it's more important now to get it right than ever before. Yep. And and we've talked about this. Uh, Eye in the sky, I think, is the most obvious thing in the world. You have multiple people watching every angle of every play that they can possibly get their eyes on and they have all their their I call them the eye in the sky they have all power right they radio down into a, a headset that's on the lead microphone on the on the lead referee and they can correct anything in real time like as simple as this there's no arguing right referee can't say why they just he was in bounds balls on the 14 yard line uh, 2 minutes 12 seconds left go Referee raises his hand, announces to the public. Uh, the After further conversation, catch, balls on the 14, two minutes and 12 on the clock. Here we go. Uh, for every everything, they can correct penalties. They can correct everything. Um, secondly, it's not rigged. That should have been firstly, but it's not rigged. It's not, I promise. 
From David in the 757, does Josh Johnson's lack of production on Sunday prove that it wasn't just the weapons of the 49ers and Purdy is actually much better than anticipated? I don't think anyone ever said it was just the players. It's just easier because of the players, right? Uh, It's easier because of the play calling. It's easier for a young quarterback to step in with the Niners. That doesn't mean anybody can do it, right? Uh, And Josh Johnson was put in a really tough situation. Super tough situation. I don't want to pile on Josh Johnson. But, no, if you think that the the narrative was anybody can jump on the the Niners and be a good quarterback, anyone that thinks that isn't, isn't paying attention. Tim for the 757, $55 million per year for jo- for Joe Burrow. But they may have an issue when it's Jamar Chase's time to get paid. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish there was a better answer for that. It's part of it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Chiefs paid Patrick Mahomes. They had to let Tyreek Hill uh, go in a trade. He's a terrible person, but he's very fast. And uh, their offense didn't suffer. Why? Because they paid the guy who was good enough to make the offense look good without Hill, right? So if you pay Joe Burrow $55 million a year, you are saying he can make the offense look good with me, Robbie, and you, the texter at wide receiver, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, and a Justin Watson rookie. Like that's what, and and obviously Travis Kelsey. But uh, yeah, if you you pay a quarterback $55 million, you're saying he doesn't need everything else that you can't afford anymore. Tim from Tom in Chesapeake. He is a Denver native and Everything rises and falls on leadership. He's actually a big fan of the Sean Payton potential hire. We disagree. We disagree. Um, Everyone else in the league got their coach for free. You gave up a first and a second. So you are just automatically starting that far behind. And let's be real. Broncos this year didn't look like they could be playing at a deficit, right? They needed every advantage they can get. I'm not a fan. Uh, And by the way, everyone on the text line asking what the big announcement was, we've changed our name. No longer ESPN Radio 94.1. We are now Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 from 3 o'clock today moving on. So we've been Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 for almost three hours. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And I think I only flubbed it twice going back because my brain just went on autopilot, started saying the old name. So I'll take that. I, I, okay. I never got my third strike. Never never struck out. Kept fighting off pitches. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's going to do it for the Tim Donnelly Show. Top shot, Priority Automotive. Couldn't be anyone else today. Extremely excited for our partnership with them. They do a ton in the, the area and we'll continue to explore everything that that partnership means priority auto sports radio 94.1 tim donnelly show and as always most importantly thank you to larry king law for presenting the tim donnelly show if you're ever injured in an accident give him a call 757 injured 757 at six coming up next stick around for that until tomorrow for the tim donnelly show have a great night everybody